10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right, welcome to this edition of the 3 and D pod. I'm here with my boy Wizzy Wayne, and we all have goals for every new year that comes around. And the typical ones would probably be, well, I want to lose weight, or I want to, uh, I don't know, meditate get more? Get closer to God. Get closer to God. If That's you believe in one. God, you want to get closer to God. If you don't, you might want to meditate more. If you... Um, you want to move higher up in your company, you might just want to take on more. We all have goals, okay? Get that raise. For us, this is obviously an NBA podcast. We want to talk about our goals or what we believe in the minds of these teams their goals are for their own team. We're just going to give one for each and every team, so bear with us. Um, But we're going to jump right in headfirst to the... Okay. Atlanta Hawks, them Hawks, who, cur- as currently constructed, are the worst team in the NBA, Which but is tough. have the number one vote getter for guards in the East with Mr. Trey Young. Wayne, off the top of the dome, can you think of any goals for this Atlanta Hawks team this year, 2020? Well, first and foremost, they need to beef up that stadium because uh, that stadium looking kind of uh, they ain't got no Hawks gear, anything, any, why don't you, no pictures, no nothing Which around that arena. You just visited. You were yes. just in Atlanta. Yes, and they ain't got nothing. They just got a big old sign that says Atlanta. So my first thing is fix the stadium. No, I'm kidding. Promote um, more. <laughs> yeah, put some pictures up of Trey Young somewhere. Maybe I didn't look hard enough, but I didn't see nothing. Anyway, moving on, my real, um, I guess, goal for the Atlanta Hawks, get someone in the next draft to compliment Trey Young, so that way he's not doing everything on his own. Because even though they're at the bottom of the list, him, his numbers and Luka Doncic's numbers are practically identical. And Luka Doncic is amazing. Like he's going off the charts, ripping his jersey for because he's upset and all that stuff. Do you see that? Where he ripped his jersey, I he was so mad, that, yeah. and I was like, I love it. I love the, the aggression. Hulk. I love it. And so his, him, they're both very identical in their numbers, and it's crazy because they're always in conversation with each other. And like ever since they joined the league, they've always been it's always been Luca versus Trey and how they're both doing. And right now they're doing the exact same. Except Dallas is they're they're in um like if the playoffs started now, they're in. They're in I forgot, what what place were Probably they right now? Five or four somewhere around there. Yeah. And Trey Young is sitting at the bottom of the league. Fifteen. Which in the East. sucks. But I would say next draft, get someone who can compliment him. And or pick someone up in free agency, but build your team around Trey Young because he's already proven he's in it for the long haul. So if you get him pieces that can complement him and you know help him out with his game, I say they're continues within the next I don't know five years. So him and Lamelo Ball, I wouldn't be mad at that. You'd put people in the seats. I would not be mad at that. Hey, My, mine's a little bit different. Um, they have two. I know this to. Be, to be a fact, they have two max slots that they can fill this summer if they wanted to, meaning they could sign two guys to full max contracts. So there is money to be expended. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Expended in Atlanta. 
Now, I know Atlanta is not the most attractive destination, but this is my goal for Atlanta. Get at least one high-level player, a a recognizable name to, kind of like you're saying, pair alongside with Trey Young. Because I don't think, besides like LaMelo Ball being a big name, I don't think this year's draft is going to be amazing or anything. I don't think it's going to be off the charts kind of like last year was. Um, so I think you need to do it through free agency and I have no idea how you do that, but then I know they have a lot of expiring deals coming off their roster, like Chandler Parsons and Evan Turner and Vince Carter, Alan Crabb, all these guys. So you're going to have a lot of money available. Um, and I don't know who's out there, but I believe it should be some sort of big man to, to, um, compliment with Trey Young. Uh, and I don't know who that's going to be. It's not going to be Anthony Davis because he's probably going to sign with the Lakers again. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should sign Andre Drummond. Please don't. Despite recent reports. But, yeah, get somebody to pair alongside with Trey Young. Moving on, Boston Celtics. What is your goal for the Celtics this year, Wizzy Wayne? Boston. Boston. The the Beantown boys. I like Boston. Um, They got Kimba, who's – I don't, even, I don't even know how to describe Kimball Walker, but I just know that Kimball Walker is still one of the most underrated players in the NBA, and I love it, though, so I'm here for it. Um, for me, I guess their one goal would be to keep him as long as they can because he has shown that he can be the glue that kind of brings his team together. You're seeing players like Jalen Brown, who was talked about for a long time as being that guy with all the, here it comes, potential, but wasn't showing it. And I think playing alongside Kimball Walker is kind of bringing that out of him. Like he's showing, like, "Hey, I can be this guy if you need me to." And I've been, I've been that guy, but I'm ready to show it now. And Kimball's kind of bringing that out of him. So I think Kimball Walker is the glue that kind of brings this team together. So I would say, go for them is to just keep Kimball as long as they can, make him happy, make him good. You know, keep him there, um, keep him satisfied because the Hornets weren't getting it done. So it's about time that a team finally appreciates Kimball and keeps in there for the long run. Right. Um, I think they have three players on this squad that pretty much all play the same position when it comes down to it. Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and Jason Tatum. And what the Celtics lack is a big man inside. And it's not going to be Do- Taco Fall, despite everybody loving <laughs> him as a meme. It's not going to be Ennis Cantor defensively. Uh, you really don't have someone down low, and if they want to be a championship team, they need somewhat, somebody to anchor that position. And so I believe that the goal for the Boston Celtics, I don't believe they're going to trade Jason Tatum. I think they value Jason Tatum more than they do Jalen Brown, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I think the goal for the Celtics is to trade Jalen Brown or Gordon Hayward for Miles Turner on the Indiana Pacers. That's a good idea to kind of anchor that defense down low he's a young guy on a contract that's maybe two years left and then you can sign him long term but i believe if you're in a win now mode that's my goal go get miles turner brooklyn goodness brooklyn nets brooklyn brooklyn the uh the Brooklyn Nets with the two stars that hardly ever play. We know Kevin Durant's not playing, and we know Kyrie Irving's been out for quite a while now. But they're currently sitting at eighth. They are. They they could squeeze in. Crazier things have happened. I know they're not really looking at this year as the year. Oh. Mm-mm. But what is your goal for them in 2021? My goal for the Brooklyn Nets, and this is going to sound 
weird, but I'm just going to say it. My goal for the Brooklyn Nets is to just stay healthy and await the return. That's it. Stay healthy. You were, you we're not expecting you to do anything great this season. We're not expecting you to win any championships. We're not expecting you to literally do anything. You're sitting middle of the pack right now, which is fine. Stay there. Stay healthy. Get all your guys in. When KD comes back, Kyrie comes off whatever injury he's got with his shoulder or whatever, and you guys are ready to ball, have a full roster that's ready to take this team to the to new heights. So it's simple. It's easy. Just stay healthy because you're waiting for KD. That's all you got to do. Don't don't fall below the line to where people got to cause concern. Like, oh, well, KD coming back kind of helped this team. No, you guys are sitting pretty right now. You guys are playoffs right, right now. They're eighth. Ain't going to make it past the first round because you got to play Giannis. But stay healthy. Stay chill. Don't do too much. Don't have any more injuries. Lord willing, please just stay healthy and wait for KD to get back. That's what I got to say. Can we make Kevin Durant's new nickname Twitter Fingers? Yes. Yes, we can. Twitter Fingers. But he's a baller on the court. Twitter Fingers. Don't matter. Trigger Fingers. (laughs) Hashtag Drake. (laughs) Uh, my, My goal for the Brooklyn Nets. So the Nets don't get a lot of talk above the Knicks. That's just the reality. I, I've decided that the goal for the Nets this year is to actually change their name. Ooh, okay. Here's my two options. The Brooklyn Crowns, in reference to the crown that Biggie wears in most of his mm-hmm. photos, or I really like this one, the Brooklyn Bigs, in reference to Biggie Smalls. I like Bigs. The Brooklyn Bigs. Yo, I get down with that. That's my goal. Brooklyn Nets, change your name to the Brooklyn Bigs. And then have the big old uh, permanent Biggie Smalls picture in center court. Get it, dude. Even put like a little patch on the jerseys. I'm down for it. Or just put the whole thing that on the That will bring more uh, media attention to you. Come on. Yeah, they got to do that. Brooklyn, if you're listening, anyone who works in the Barclays Center, Listen to what we have to say because we are golden with ripe opportunities for you to expand your brand. We are here with all sorts of ideas. Yes. Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte. Is <laughs> <laughs> that like a throw-up sound? Yeah. Yeah. That's. I, I, I kind of feel the same way. I don't even know what to think about Charlotte right now, dude. Kim- Kimbalis. The Kimbalis Hornets. Yeah. Do you yeah. want? I, I you can. Know what? I can start this one if you want. You know, I got. I got this. Okay. Because I've been thinking about this for a while, and um. Uh, Michael Jordan is associated <laughs> with that name. I was just with yeah. associated with the, the Charlotte Hornets. Yes. Uh, I don't know how to put this <laughs> for lack of a better. I would just get rid of him. I don't want him. You're talking about MJ? Yes. Okay, we share the same goal. Yeah, I would get rid of him entirely. Like, I, I don't know. I don't care how you got to do it. I don't know if you, you know, one of those things where you just sabotage the team or I don't know. Just get him out. And anyway, that's my goal for them, is yep, to get him out. I'm with you. Um, I just looked this up. He became the majority owner in 2010 when they were the Bobcats. Yeah. They have uh, not had much success beyond then. You you drafted Kid Gilchrist, who is not a great player, unfortunately, even with all his you know notoriety coming out of college and mm-hmm. stuff. Kemba was nice. You know, he's a good, good player, and he's loved by Charlotte. But you... Nobody fears the Hornets. <laughs> and so I think it's time for you to let go of your pride. You're a great player, but I don't believe you're a great 
owner, I think it's time for Michael Jordan to sell the Charlotte Hornets. Yes. Get out while you can. Get out. All right. The Chicago Bulls. What are your goals? The Bulls. For the Chicago Bulls. Uh, currently constructed, they got a few guys at the helm that are notable. Kobe White that they drafted this year. Zach Levine, Lowry Markinen, and... Wendell Carter Jr. They got some some good pieces, but obviously still a young and very bad team. What are your goals for them? Um, obviously they got Zach Levine, who for me is one of my favorite players to watch. Not necessarily one of my favorite players, but I love watching Zach Levine because he's steady being electric in every aspect of the game. And so um, the way their team is constructed right now, I don't really see much they have to do as far as like, I mean, yeah, they need to go get someone like a big name person, but the problem is nobody wants to play for Chicago right now, which is sad, but they've got some good pieces they got out of the draft. Like like you said, Kobe White. Um, I would say they need to get a big name big, a big name big who can help out Zach Levine and help out Kobe White. Can I chime in now? Yes. Because I will compliment your goal. Go ahead. Anthony Davis was born in Chicago. <laughs> Anthony Davis was born in Chicago, loves Chicago, is a free agent this summer technically, was asked about if he would consider Charlotte. I mean, I'm sorry, not Charlotte. God. <laughs> Hopefully not Charlotte. Chicago this summer. And he said, I forgot the exact quote, but he definitely did not dismiss it. So my goal for the Bulls is that they go hard in after Anthony Davis. I would not be mad at that. That would, first of all, that would get you some more tickets, get some more butts and seats for sure. But second, that could make y'all from a non-factor to a contender real quick. I agree. Let's do it. Talk about a complete 180. And then you just leave the Lakers in the dust. Yeah. The Cleveland Cavaliers, I'm going to start this one out. <laughs> Please. <laughs> the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, we, we just talked about this in a, in a podcast we, re, we recorded right before this, how they're just kind of a mess. Um, they got veterans and mediocre young players. They're just a weird team. They're in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my goal. The Cleveland Cavaliers – no longer reside in Cleveland, and they move back to Seattle. Not the Cavaliers themselves, but the Seattle gets a team again, and that team being the Cavaliers. Maybe the, you don't call them the Cavaliers anymore, but you get out of Cleveland. Can we call them the Supersonics? Maybe. You can bring it back. Yeah. But the thing is, nobody wants to go to Cleveland other than the guy that was born there who happens to be one of the best players of all time. You really got lucky with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else really wants to go there, but people might consider going to play in Seattle, where Seattle's a basketball town, actually, and we moved away from them. Let's get rid of this team in Cleveland and move them towards Seattle, see if something happens. That's my goal for them. Oh, okay. So you want the whole just change of scenery. Change of scenery, baby. And weather. God dang. All right. Uh, my Mine is pretty simple. They need to blow the whole team up. Blow it up. Get rid of everybody. Blow it up. Blow it up. Um, move on from Kevin Love. Uh, you could probably move on from, like, Osmond and all of them, too. Send them somewhere. Like, literally blow this team up. Get rid of John Beeline. 
I don't, I don't think they should keep him long, like after this year. Like he needs to go somewhere else or just go back to college, maybe. Yeah, go back to college and and find somebody younger. Which is I was watching, like I said earlier, I was watching Skip Bayless talk about this with Ski Shannon. up, ski up. What you know about that skip? Come on now, off that yak, skip. No. <laughs> Uh, I, was talking, I was watching Skip Bayless talk about this, and he was like, he didn't even know why they hired John Beeline in the first place. Cause He's like 66 years old. Yeah, and if you're going for you know the modern NBA coach and stuff like that, you don't want a, an old coach to come in and be like, oh, I'm going to change things for the better. No, you're going to try and do things the way you've been doing them, and it's not going to work, as we've seen. So I would say— You can't really get an old coach to relate to young— Players, mm-hmm. I feel like, especially nah. not with like a college system mindset. It's yeah. different when you get to the NBA. Get yourself like a like a nurse, um, Nick Nurse, who went in. I thought for you just meant like a nurse. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> get get yourself a medically trained nurse, and then you could really change things. Yes, up. get an RN for your team, please, <laughs> and help them out with injuries. Man, <laughs> these guys suck at um, really changing teams. They just want to get outside careers to help. <laughs> basketball teams get your get your a nurse a nurse yes go get an engineer check out all the players you, uh, yeah but anyway get get a young guy who can come in and change the culture relate to these players a motivational coach um don't get yourself a i mean for lack of a better term don't get yourself a jason garrett mm. aka moving over to football just a little bit who is just here to kind of look good and not really do much coaching get yourself a nick nurse who's here for the people, and will bring you a championship within the first year because he got Kawhi Leonard. Just kidding. I love Nurse, though. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. All right, the Dallas Mavericks. Here's Here's my goal for Dallas. Luka Doncic is one of the best players we've seen, even in a short stint, probably in the past five to ten years. Yee. I mean, there's no other way to put it. This is my goal. Get rid of Kristaps Porzingis. He's on a contract currently. So he's, if you traded for him, he's not going anywhere the next summer. Trade for him because he does not work with the Mavericks. Um, He is a tall three-point shooter, but not a post player. He's got no meat on his bones. Um, A good guy that could work with Luka Doncic would be like a big man. I think of it kind of like a... On the Rockets, Clint Capella knows his role. I was just thinking that. Now, I'm not saying trade for Clint Capella yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe in the future. But James Harden is such a ball-dominant player like Luka Doncic, and the reason Clint Capella works with James Harden is because set picks, roll to the back basket, hold down the defense, that's what Luka needs. And he's not going to be a wonderful, amazing defender either. He needs somebody who can just roll to the basket Somebody who can get way up there, throw it down, and just be kind of like a sidekick for him. That's why a guy like Dwight Powell on the Mavericks actually works better than Kristaps because he's a bit stronger and he rolls to the basket. Mm-hmm. Get a big name in a trade maybe with Kristaps uh, that could help your team in the long run and and be a better sidekick to Luka. You know what? I'm going to compliment what you were saying, as in getting someone who can run that pick and roll with him. Now, this person is not like a Clint Capella type. He can do more than just that. But we've seen what he can do in a pick and roll type situation. I say, um, 
once he's done with his old injury and surgery, get Blake Griffin. And go but back he's to that. not really like a lob. Like he, he wouldn't, you wouldn't set a pick for him, and he'd like get. He's more like a pick and pop kind of big. But he can do the pick and pop. But we've seen what he did with Chris Paul, where he can go up and get that way above. Like you just throw it up, set a pick, go and just jump from the free throw line, grab it one hand, spin around, do it. Even after this knee surgery and, and every, everything. Yes, even after the knee surgery. If you're if you want someone who can fill that role that Kristaps, I mean not that uh Luca needs, which is the guy who knows, hey, if I set a screen, I'm going to the basket mm-hmm. straight up. I'd get Blake Griffin. Because mm-hmm. then you can kind of set it up to where you you set that screen, go to the basket, but don't go to the basket, leak out to the three, because he can still hit the three too. And you think Detroit would take a flyer on Kristaps and say, We we at least want him to be a part of our feature if I mean, we blow it up. It's another person that can be on offense and put the ball in the basket consistently. Sure. As a big man. So I'd take that. Hmm. I'm going to throw two guys at you that I think could work on the Mavericks. The first one is going to be like a big name where, where it's like, whoa. Um, Cap. Yo. That's a good one. I don't know if Minnesota would do that. I know Dallas would do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Minnesota would do that. Um, I think they want to retain him as much as possible, but he could be a guy that he can bang down low and extend the floor as well. Um, the more – so this trade wouldn't make sense in terms of, like, big name, money, all that, but I could see working a little bit is Steven Adams. Okay, you know what? That right there – is a prime if you talk about someone who knows their role and knows what to set a screen, go to the basket. Strong Steven Adams people is down that low dude. can get up there every now and then. I think it could work. But you need somebody on Dallas who can be truly in their role and not I just don't think with Luka Doncic you're ever gonna get that like prime like second star really. Mm-hmm. Like you need just like a and Kristaps is a tier lower, but he's like, given his injury and everything else, he's even more of a tier lower. Like, he's not there yet. He might not ever be. I think you need a stronger guy as a big man. Yeah, Steven Adams is that dude. Denver. Mile Den- High City, baby. Denver. Uh, my goal for the Denver Nuggets is to get, and I know we've just been talking about trades, so I don't want to sound redundant. But it is to get a big name that would kind of put them over the top. Because as I mentioned to you earlier, they're just a they're a good team right now. They're not a team where you look at their roster and go, oh, they're going for a championship. And you have a timetable in the NBA. Your timetable right now is centered around Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray maybe. <clears throat> you need to make a big splash. Mm-hmm. So whether that be a guy like Bradley Beal, maybe, or uh, or a Kevin Love, or just somebody who you think, man, now when I look at their roster, they're thinking championship. They need to make a trade this year sometime, uh, whether it be in the summer or before the trade deadline, some somewhere soon. Or I have an alternate goal. Okay. Michael Porter Jr., give him more minutes let him kind of blossom maybe into the guy that could push you over the top because he's super young and really good. So either he's your trade chip 
Or he's the guy where you just say, we're going to invest in him more, give him more minutes, give him more opportunities, and and make something happen. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of, I guess, all along the same lines because the Nuggets are so close that it's ridiculous. And in the same way that the Rockets kind of were at the same level where they were so close, except, you know, the Warriors were there. And not now they're so close except the Clippers and the Lakers are there. And so they're never really going to – hopefully they do, but they never really get over that hump of being like – we hear, oh, the Rockets are building a team and they're looking pretty good. Oh, but if you go look at Los Angeles, they got two teams over there now that are like super ridiculous. And so it's like, well, the Rockets are going to be third again. You can either be right up there as just the, the team that always makes it just close enough, or you can be the team that gets there every time. Yeah. Right now the Nuggets are probably that like just right there. But yeah, and they're so not for them for them it takes literally I think it's going to take one person. They need to go out and get one person that can kind of put them over the hump because they already play good basketball as they are and it's crazy because their team is comprised of Nikola Jokic and Murray and then just like top tier role players who like they know their role and they're consistently good at doing what they know they can do and they don't try and do too much and they're winning. Sure. And so I'm like this is crazy cuz you wouldn't think but it was going to work. Great but it does. teams, great teams have the guys. Yeah. Like they don't just have like you can have a good team. When it comes down to those final moments in games, you need those dudes. Mm-hmm. They don't have those dudes right now. Yeah, but who knows? Michael Porter Jr. could be that guy who who's like he could be, or he needs to be, get somebody. Yeah, he needs to be given more opportunities, or something needs to happen. Yeah, I so. like I like because they're and it's because they're right there, man. They're so close, and I love the Nuggets because they're a team that I wouldn't even put in the top. Like, what was it last season or two seasons ago when they started popping off and they were like people were like, oh snap, like the Nuggets are good. Literally before that season, whatever season it was, I was thinking to myself, why are the Nuggets still trash? Right. And I remember thinking, like, why? Like, what what's going on? And then they were like, oh, Wayne, we heard you. We we, we heard you was thinking. And we're going to go over and not only make the playoffs, but then knock your Spurs out, too, in a seven-game series, and then keep moving. They're, a, like, great, they're great testaments, testament to patience. Like, yeah. if you're just patient with your roster for a little bit, you don't have to make drastic moves. But there does come a point in your franchise where patience is no longer the virtue, and you have to make moves rather quickly and i think they're entering into that timetable honestly yeah um the pistons we've kind of touched on the pistons already but mine's pretty quick i just believe quite simply they just need to blow it up and adapt to the new nba you got two guys that you constructed this roster around with drummond and blake griffin who are both big dudes you're not gonna win like that Mm mm-hmm my my goal for them is not that is that they trade Drummond, but they actually keep Griffin because he's injured and doesn't have as much value right now. So keep him, let him rehab, let him get reps in with maybe a younger team, bring his stock up, and then trade him. Don't shoot the gun right now um, because I feel like you'll get more in return. So be patient with uh, getting rid of Griffin, but ultimately blow this team up and adapt to the new NBA. Yeah, they need a fresh reboot, okay? They need to jump all the way back to square one and really and really just kind of, like you said, adapt and take control of their own destiny right now because right now they're putting their hands 
in Derrick Rose. They're putting their hands in Drummond, and it's not going to go anywhere if you We're keep putting... We're all great players, yeah. but not for this team. For you don't need to be here. So trade away those guys. Get some get some pieces around you. Yeah, and get some guys in there who are built for this new NBA. Right. Go in the draft. Get some of these younger guys who can... who Because basically the, the new NBA is shooting. you got to be a good shooter, especially behind Ace the arc. space. Yeah. So get some guys who can space the floor and get you those three-point buckets in transition. Yep. You know, spot-up shooters, moving. Like, get those guys. Run that, like, Warriors offense where you just set screens and you move constantly. It's get great, some of those guys. It's a great segue, Wayne. Yes. The Warriors. The Warriors. <laughs> the second-to-worst team in the NBA. Hey, not for long. <laughs> Listen, we talked about setting, you know, maybe our own personal, what we believe to be a goal for this team. This is what I believe the Warriors' goal is in 2020. Get Giannis. Yeah. Get Giannis Antetokounmpo to join your team to where you now are one of the best. And and I will not compare this to the Kevin Durant situation in terms of basketball play because Giannis isn't as great of a shooter. Mm-mm. But imagine the the different dynamic of their team of just having a dude so ferocious as... Giannis down low, and you truly have that inside-outside game now yeah. with Clay and Steph and D'Angelo. D- D'Angelo might have to be a part of a trade package to Milwaukee, maybe. I don't even know. Which I wouldn't be. I would no, be fine I, with that. Yeah, I mean, if that's what's got to happen. Um, but I believe their goal is to get Giannis this year, and I, if I'm them, if, I, if I'm the owner of the Warriors, that would be my goal too. Yeah. So that's what I got. Go after Giannis. I like it. Um, I don't really know if they really have a goal. I know what <laughs> my goal for them is just not suck anymore. Because <laughs> I'm one of those people who like the Warriors and that whole 73-9 and nine team and all that stuff. I like that. I'm a, I'm a Steph Curry fan. I love Steph Curry. Um, I love what he's done to the NBA as far as literally changing the game. He was like, you know what? I don't love what he's done to my Rockets. It's okay. <laughs> you have time to grieve in the postseason. <laughs> With somehow, some every way, summer, gonna, yeah. Um, but I just love Steph Curry, and so watching him go from like the small guy, you know, couldn't do anything, couldn't do much, to literally being one of the biggest names in the NBA because the man can shoot from anywhere on the court, and it's you, you got to like hold your breath because it might go in from anywhere. So I love that. I love how he's changed the NBA. I would say they just need to continue to develop these young guys that got playing in right now the Pascals, all these guys, because those are going to be the guys once Steph comes back, once Clay comes back. Whoever they decide to keep from this little group they have playing right now, those are going to be the guys who are then going to have to be ready for that championship run y'all going to go back on because once you get those your all-star quality players back, y'all are back in the hunt, and you can't have guys who are scared to... Which, if they get Giannis and you know, are back into contention, they won't have the same role players. They, no. You know what these championship teams, th- this is where the Danny Greens go. This is where the, you know, Avery Bradley, yep. the, uh, uh, the Lou Williams, those kind of guys, this is where they gravitate towards. So they'll, their roster will change if that move happens, for mm-hmm. sure. So uh, the Rockets. H-Town, I stay down. My goal for this team <laughs> I'm ready to hear this. The Rockets are my team. That's why I'm being very careful with what I say. My goal for this team is to to adapt 
in the playoffs. Here's what I mean by that. Yeah, I see what you mean. They are, by all accounts, for the past few years, a regular season team. They are. James Harden is great player in the regular season. Russell Westbrook, even with OKC, great player in the regular season. This team has to learn how to adapt in the playoffs because here's why. Referees will not call the same fouls that they do in the regular season. Mm -hmm. This team is largely dependent on fouls with James Harden and even Russell Westbrook. They have to have players take a next step and learn to play through that adversity because I believe everything in the playoffs is mental. And if you allow the refs to dictate the game, you will be out of there quick. Um, James Harden has to step it up. I, I've, I think I said this a couple months ago. This is the last year, what I believe, the last year for the Rockets to go at it before things blow up and they make trades. That I, ju- I truly believe that. Yeah, I don't know if anybody else sees that coming because Harden and Westbrook are both on big contracts. I believe the Rockets will be ready to blow it up if it doesn't happen this year. So you have to adapt in the playoffs, and you have to have players come up from the woodwork and make big plays. So that's my goal for them. Man, that's going to be tough as a Rockets fan if they do decide to blow everything up. Because, I mean, right now it's not looking likely that they're going to make it far in the playoffs if they have if they run into a Los Angeles Lakers or if they run into a Los Angeles Clippers or maybe even if they run into a Denver Nuggets team like they I don't see them really getting past those guys which sucks because every year we think it's the Rockets year some other team comes up and is like well Houston you thought you had a good team but we got something better over here and so for the Rockets I would say cuz you you mentioned blowing the team up you said you said that end of, at the end of this year, if this if it doesn't happen, because I don't see it happening now. Now that Kawhi and Paul George teamed up, now that LeBron and AD are teamed up, I don't see Harden and Russ getting past those guys. And so I would say start putting it in the woodworks now to kind of start sending some of these guys elsewhere and getting picks, getting other players, doing whatever you got to do, and just start that process now because I don't. Right now, I don't see them going anywhere past those guys. Maybe even even if the Nuggets go after somebody, I don't see so, them getting past anybody. I only disagree with that because they are both Harden and Russ. They're both still going to have value even in the summer. Yeah. And if you decided to tank now, your record is so good that you wouldn't even be good in the draft still. You know, I, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like tank, but I'm just saying like start just putting the word out like, hey, this isn't going to work. And we know it's not going to work. So let's see what we can get. Let's see what's out there for these guys. So maybe once, you know, it is time to trade away or get rid of and do whatever. We got things in place already. So we're not, like, fishing at the last second trying to bring people in. Like, oh, my goodness, we got we need players. We need players. Just kind of see what's out there. See who's talking. See who wants who. And just kind of, like, just let things marinate for a little bit until it's time to do that. Because... If I'm the GM, I'm seeing, or if I'm the owner or whatever, I'm seeing that this team that I have right here isn't going to be a Clippers team, isn't going to be the Lakers team, might squeak by on a Nuggets team, you know, could possibly go, go to a six-game, seven-game series with, like, the Mavericks and stuff like that. And so if I'm looking at my team constructed like this, I'm going to start reaching out and seeing, hey, you know, what could you give me for James Harden? What could you give me for Russell Westbrook? What could you give me for Clint Capella? 
what do I have to give up to get who? And so I would just kind of like start testing and seeing what's out there and seeing who would want to, you know, go into business with me real quick. Sure. Not not to actually just send them off now, but just to kind of just kind of like test the waters and see what's popping out there. That's all. In 1994, the Rockets won their first championship, and it was the same year that Michael Jordan made his uh, way into baseball. Mm-hmm. The Rockets have been, the current Rockets have been invaded by the Warriors the past few years. So who knows if this is the year they get lucky or the Warriors are not a part of the mix and they just so happen to make it over the hump. Maybe. Who knows? But you got to get over LeBron, Kawhi. I think the Warriors or the Rockets have been so consumed with beating the Warriors, though, that it was almost like a mental block. I, I see what you're saying. And so now that they're out, they're like fresh mindset. Let's let's go yeah, after it. We let's hit the playoffs. It. We ain't got to worry about Steph Curry and all of them. We'll worry about the other dudes when we get there. Yeah, but yeah. So, yeah, um, I like it. Why not? Go for it. <clears throat> the Indiana Pacers. Mine is quick for this one. Pacers. Uh, you have two really good big men down there, and I mentioned one of them earlier, Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis, who DeMontis looks like he's going to be an all-star this year, to be honest. Um, my thing for them is pretty easy. It's to decide between those two guys. Which one do you want to be your big man for the future? Because uh, what it shows now is they they can play together, but – each of them shine a little bit more, and the team plays a little bit better when one of them is at the helm. Mm-hmm. So you got to decide which one is it going to be for us. I personally think it should be DeMontis, and you ship off, like I said earlier, Miles Turner in exchange for another shooter, possibly a Gordon Hayward, possibly um, a Jalen Brown. But, yeah, I think just the goal for them would just be, is it going to be DeMontis for us, or is it going to be Miles Turner? And what's crazy is um – Victor Oladipo set a date for his return, I believe. Right. And it's it's in January sometime, right? Yeah, I think January 23rd against the Bulls. So we should be seeing him coming back and being able to go at 100% or at somewhere close to 100%, hopefully. Um, it's all about who pairs well with him because right now that's your guy. That's your piece. That's your guy. And he is, even back when he was uh, playing uh, with Russ and OKC and all that stuff, he was – electric and so coming off an injury a pretty big one at that it's gonna be can he get back to those electrifying days when he was just lighting up the league and we we're like yo this dude not only can he sing because dude got it oh my gosh boy can sing but he can hoop man that dude is a like literal definition of a hooper like even when he got hurt and he was sitting with the the big old um casting on his leg dude was in the gym putting up shots dude was just out there just trying to do whatever he could to keep that form and get ready to come back in the NBA. So it's all about who pairs well with him. And so you were talking about uh, Sabonis or Miles Turner. I would say same thing, Sabonis would pair pair better with Oladipo, and you send off Miles Turner to get somebody who also pairs well with Oladipo because that is your guy. Right. So you get guys around him. Could also be healthy of the Pacers to also just ask, just ask, do we believe this team – can get us over the hump to legitimately win a championship. Mm-hmm. Like, do you look at Oladipo and go, yep, he's it? And if not, then what's your goal? Is yeah. it to just be a good team in the East? 
Yeah. It shouldn't be. It should be to win a championship. So got to make moves. All those questions you got to start asking. Okay. Uh, the Clippers. The Los Angeles Clippers made a lot of big moves this offseason, acquiring Los Paul Angeles. George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, my goal for this team is to stay healthy during the regular season and during the playoffs, which obviously they do pretty well with never playing Kawhi Leonard due to load management. <laughs> um, but everybody loves to use um, you know, injuries or storylines to kind of dismiss other teams' success or even their losses. So I don't want any excuses from this team. Uh, I want them to be fully healthy come playoff time so that we get great playoff series. Yes, and for me, I guess my goal for this team literally is to win a championship this year. To because the be crowned the new L.A. Kings. Yes, and I don't know if you guys know this, hearing this for the first time, whatever. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is my favorite player in the NBA. I'll put that out there. I, I know what he did to my Spurs. I get it. It's cool. I buried the hatchet. I forgave him. Okay, I'm one. I, I'm talking with the Lord. We're getting over it right now. Um, but Kawhi Leonard is my favorite player because <laughs> you hear the you hear the term. You talk the talk. You walk the walk. Whatever you talk about it, got to walk about it too. He doesn't really talk about it. He just walks about it. Like when you talk about earlier, we're talking about people playing at their own pace. Kawhi Leonard is his pace. Like he is the ball. Like he is one with the basketball. And when you see when you watch him play, you can tell that he has put time and effort from when he came into the league playing with the Spurs and being a defensive guy first and not really having much offense to now being one of the most prolific offensive scorers we have in this league and does the most basic dunks in, in like in NBA history. He had a fast break last game, literally went up with his non-dominant hand and just put the ball on the rim and then got back on defense. I was like... Played it very nice. I was watching Famous Los and he was like, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard got the most basic dunk package in the NBA, man. <laughs> like, literally... He went up with his non-dominant hand to put the ball in safely and then get back on defense because he was like, I ain't, I ain't here for the flash. I'm here, I'm for, here the for the flash in the playoffs. Yeah. And so the load management thing too, like if if this were, I don't know, just some player that wasn't Kawhi, where we've seen the load management work literally in one year, went to Toronto, load management the whole season, come playoff time, dude was on it. And so we've seen that it works for him. So people are upset with the whole thing. And I'm like, we've already seen that it works for Kawhi. He won a championship one year with the Toronto Raptors and did the load management thing to perfection. So if he wants to do load management here, where I believe he has a better constructed team around him, I don't care. Do it. Do what you got to do. We've seen it works for you. So I don't care. So yeah, I'd say their goal is to literally win a championship this year, be the kings of L.A., and just continue to wreak havoc on the West from now until Kawhi gets tired of playing for you. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, baby. What it do? All right, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, my goal for this team is that they get another primary ball handler other than LeBron James. Uh, and Anthony Davis is just somebody they really dump it down to or uh, get on pick and rolls. So I think they need another guy to handle the ball for LeBron when it comes playoff time. Some names that have been thrown around. Darren Collison is somehow just coming out of retirement now. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, what? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, DJ Augustine is a name. Um, ju just somebody who can, who's a good shooter, uh, because we know Rondo is a ball handler, but not a great shooter. So I think they need to go for one of those guys in order to have more playoff success. 
Speaking of Rondo, I he's one of those players where I see him make a shot and I get mad. Cause I'm like, I know it shouldn't go in. <laughs> You're like, all right, get back on defense. Wait, how did he make it? Yeah, I'm like, what the heck? Like, okay, anyway, um, goal for the Lakers is kind of similar to the Clippers because they're both kind of in that same situation where they need a championship like now. But if you look at the Lakers and what they've been through and they were, you know, great at one point and they've kind of been bottom of the barrel um, lately and then now they're kind of on a resurgence. So I'd say, yeah, they need a championship, but they need to remind everyone that they are L.A., they are Los Angeles, and even though Kawhi's on the Clippers and he's doing whatever he wants to do, they need to remind the league, they need to remind all 50 states that <laughs> they are the team to beat in Los Angeles. And even for not the states the that don't have NBA teams. Yes. All, if you don't have an NBA team, be our fan because <laughs> we, we run L.A. That's pretty much how it is now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I'd say they need to, uh, yeah, win a championship, but even if you don't win a championship, remind people that Los Angeles is still that team. The Lakers are still them boys. Memphis, my goal for you, the Grizzlies. Please get rid of Andre Iguodala and put him on a contender. <laughs> We've been waiting, and we want to see him on one. So that is my goal for you. At some point, get rid of him before this trade deadline comes up because we'd like to see him on one of the L.A. teams or a Dallas or a Houston or a Milwaukee, whatever it is. Get rid of him so we can see him play. Yes, and my goal is to let John Morant continue to do whatever the heck he wants to do because he is electrifying, and I love watching this kid play. Build a team around him. Do what you got to do. He is a walking highlight reel. Continue to let it be that way. Keep him happy. Keep him in Memphis, please. Amen. Miami, the city of vices. Vice, baby. My goal for this team is to – hmm. Ah. Uh, I want to go two ways on this. One way of wants me to say, go get another star mm-hmm. because you're in the mix now. My, the other part of me wants to, to do what I was saying earlier when I was talking about Denver. Just be patient with your pieces. So I'm going to go with the latter. I'm going to go with just be patient with what you have. You have good young pieces, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, be, Derek Jones Jr. Be patient with this youth movement with your mix of veterans because it's going to sustain more than just what you have with the three and a half years that you have left with Jimmy Butler. That's my goal for this team is to be patient. Yes, and speaking of Jimmy Butler, they got to do what they got to do to make sure he's good in Miami, bro, because he – I mean, we're already seeing what adding him to that team, to that roster has done. They're number two in the East right now behind Giannis and the Bucks. That's ridiculous. I wouldn't be – without Jimmy Butler, I wouldn't even think they'd be in the conversation for playoffs, period. But right now they're sitting at number two, and that's because Jimmy Butler is the leader we all thought he was on the court, which is ridiculous, and off the court. And so do what you got to do. Keep him happy. Keep him there. And let him – let Jimmy Butler develop those guys. Because if you get a whole team of people who are like-minded as Jimmy Butler with that grit and that tenacity, wanting to fight T.J. Warren, bro, come on now. <laughs> Grit and grind, baby, Miami edition. But they can hit three. Like, they can shoot, too. Like, it's ridiculous. Put your Dukes up. Yeah. Milwaukee, keep the best player in the league, Giannis. <laughs> That's my goal for you. Keep him because I remember just a few years ago that Milwaukee was the worst team in the NBA. I mm-hmm. remember that. You will become the worst team in the NBA if you lose him this summer uh, if he does not sign that Supermax. So my goal, put that pin to the paper, baby, Keep him, let him be the face of Milwaukee for a long time. Yeah, yeah, same thing over here. Keep him as long as you can. 
send the house, send all the pleasantries, send everything, give him free bagels for life at your Shower local bakery. him with endorsements and yes. free wing stop or what? Didn't and, Kawhi and, Leonard get free wing stop for a while? Because uh, he I loves wing so. stop. I don't I think know. So. It was Besides like the point. Yeah, but just continue to love on this man and make sure you do whatever you can to get him to stay. Send him all of your money, please. Minnesota Timberwolves. The team of mediocrity. I would love if this team could make a move to compliment Carl Anthony Towns, and I think that move... We got excited at the beginning of the season because we thought Andrew Wiggins might be coming out of the past Andrew Wiggins that we've known, but he's kind of slumped back into that. Mm-hmm. My goal for this team is simple. Ship Andrew Wiggins out. See what see what's out there for him, whether it be picks or players that can complement you keeping Carl Anthony Towns for the future. You do not want to face a New Orleans situation where Anthony Davis is knocking on the door asking to get out. You don't want that to happen with your franchise players, so get rid of Wiggins. Yeah, this team is very awkwardly constructed. I mean, you got players like Jeff Teague, who I've never really known him as a prolific scorer, but yet he's a primary ball handler. Andrew Wiggins, who always comes out at the beginning of the season looking like Michael Jordan, and then is like, you know what? I forgot I'm Andrew Wiggins. I ain't him. I was I reminded. <laughs> I ain't that guy. And so he always, Air you Canada. Know, <laughs> always slumps back down. Um, so, yeah, get rid of Andrew Wiggins. But I also say get some, get a primary ball handler that can mm. also be that scoring machine that you yeah. need. Like Jeff Teague, yeah, he can facilitate. He can facilitate his behind off, but I don't see him being that scoring machine that you need to complement Carl Anthony Towns, who has to do it all and is trying. Go out and get D'Angelo. Get D'Angelo. Go for it. Yes, if you're gonna make a move like that, get D'Angelo. He dropped like fifty or sixty something in your stadium. Yeah, might be a good guy to keep around more often. Take some notes. Go go after the guys who can complement your big man, and try and make a push. I like it. All right, who's next? New Orleans. My goal for New Orleans is to teach Zion how to walk again. (laughs) There was a report that came out that New Orleans uh, medical staff is actually teaching him how to walk properly to sustain his career longer. So my goal for New Orleans is to take the backwards approach of life and do everything backwards in terms of Zion. Teach him how to walk, eat, sleep, um, talk, everything uh so you can retain him for the long haul yeah um <laughs> i saw a video of him dunking did like a between the legs dunk and i and then some dude started doing push-ups so i'm guessing it was a bet that they lost because he completed the dunk but he's already looking pretty good as far as you know talent and being able to jump really high goes but for them they got brandon ingram they got zion hopefully coming back at some point Please, just come back, man. Do something. This team is poised to make a very good second-half push, not to make any noise and make the playoffs, but to show the NBA that they're still... To, to at least get us excited for the future. Yeah, and so and, and Lonzo is kind of coming out of his shell and like putting up good numbers, which is ridiculous. I never thought he'd be doing anything good. I thought he was like... Change those shot mechanics and you get somewhere. Yeah, so I say make a pretty decent push. Remind the NBA that you're capable of doing some good things. And then sign a really good shooter. I mean, they are, they got um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Brandon Ingram. No, 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 shooter, shooter. JJ Redick. Yeah, they got JJ Redick, who is not doing what he was doing with the 76ers. So they need someone who can kind of be that that wing, kind of like Kyle Korver, 
who can be that guy come off the screen when you need it. Just top of the get key. His, get his cousin, uh, Shy's cousin, to start doing that. Who? Um, what's his name? It's another Alexander. Oh, I didn't know there was multiple Alexanders in the yeah, league. Yeah, his name is uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. That's his cousin. Oh. And he's a pretty good player. He could be that dude. Why not? Okay. Well, they need someone like that who can kind of give them more of those those just random three-pointers where you just like you need a bailout or you need something. You need a three, a quick three to get momentum back on your side. That's what J.J. Redick would do for the 76ers, but he ain't doing much of that over in, in New Orleans. So they need someone who can take up that mantle and be that guy to know his role and sit on the three-point line, wing, rotate from the wing, top of the key, wing, top of the key, just sit there and catch passes and pull it. Clay Thompson-esque. Yes. All right. Knicks, please fire your uh, CEO and chairman, James Dolan, so that New York can have hope for a future again. It's not really about the team. It's about the person at the helm, and he has not made good decisions over the course of the uh, years. So please, I don't know how you can fire yourself, but James Dolan, try it out. <laughs> Google it. How to fire myself from my current employment. You know, this team is so weird because at the beginning of the season, they, hired, they, they went out and got so many forwards and so many bigs that I don't know what the heck they're supposed to do with this team. Like, it's ridiculous. I say... Same vein as like um, Cleveland, same vein as Detroit. They got the pieces, move them. I'm pretty sure that if if I was, they have the veteran pieces to get more youth. Yeah, if I was up there like in the front office, and I was smart, then that would be my reasoning for getting all these guys, not to win anything because obviously they ain't going anywhere except the bottom. But they're gonna move them other places to get picks to get role players to get whoever so that you can build around that man RJ Barrett because I believe he is a he can be a good corner piece for that team because he can do things on the front end and the back end to complement whoever they decide to bring in but you're not going to get it done with veterans who play the forward position and do nothing but collect the check and go home to their families no you need people who want to win as much as you know, the Steph Curry's in the world who want to win as much as LeBron's in the world. These guys are here just to get their money and move on. Yep. No, get some guys in there who want to win and then see what and happens. And win. Yeah, and then win. You will win. OKC, um, my goal is simple. I would like for OKC this year to actually land in the eighth spot of the West to mm. face the Lakers in the first round and upset the Lakers in the first round. <laughs> That's my goal for them. Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be ridiculous, <laughs> and I would cry of happiness all because that's fans. one less team for the rockets to go through <laughs> yeah all the lebron fans unless so chris happy. paul so defeated his former team that traded him away and beat us then i would be very sad yo now that would be that'd be like that damian lillard shot that sent y'all packing that would that would suck so bad dude anyway okc they're sitting pretty good right now i would say i mean there's not much they really need to do because i don't really know what it's going to take a while for them to kind of get anywhere decent, I guess. And especially if they're looking to trade Chris Paul, like, I don't see them really making any noise in the near future. So, I mean, obviously they, want to get, they don't want to get complacent. They want to keep moving forward. They don't really need to blow it up. But if I were them, I would keep Chris Paul. I wouldn't trade him away. I would keep him 
and be that veteran voice who can lead this team and, I don't know, maybe get some different pieces around him that can help out because they're not going to win a championship with this team within the next three years. I don't think they'll make the playoffs maybe consistently, but they're not going to make any noise as far as winning the chip. And so I would, I would kind of like sit here, keep Chris Paul here, keep him happy, and let him develop some guys you got underneath him. You're like a mentor. So that way, whenever he's finally done and gone and ready to retire, you got these young guns who are ready to take over and be like, oh, well, I learned from Chris Paul. Ain't nothing that's going to stop me. Because Chris Paul has that mentality of like, I don't care who's in front of me. I'm going I'm to do what I, I got to do. I don't care how old I am, how tall I am. Yeah, I'm going I'm a, after you. I do what I got to do to get this team a dub. And so you instill that in the minds of these young kids and then leave, you'll be all right. Orlando, I have a trade. Orlando Magic. Terrence Ross and DJ Augustine traded to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma. That's my goal. Wow. Lakers need a ball handler and maybe even a guy who puts up big numbers off the bench like Terrence Ross. And then the Magic get a youthful player to take a chance on in Orlando. I think it works for both sides. Let's see it happen. Okay. Trading away to Kuz. I like it. Orlando Magic, I don't know what to <laughs> I don't know what to say about the Orlando Magic, man. They're just they're a team. They're a dull team. They're a very dull team. And what's crazy is they're in a very prolific place. Like Miami, I mean not Miami, uh Florida is just always just popping with something. Except the magic. <laughs> so Disney? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course Disney. Um I would say they're one of the teams that could possibly blow things up and get rid of a bunch of people and try and just that, that first reboot. But then another part of me is like, they're kind of already there. And so all they need is someone who can bring more value to the team. They need one person who can say, Hey, the magic are still a team to beat and we can do that for you. But I just don't see anybody that's currently there right now, pulling in other talent to want to play there. Sure. But they need to somehow find it real quick and find someone who can put butts in seats and find someone who can bring more talent to Orlando. Yeah, their rebuild their rebuild isn't necessarily working very well. All right, the Sixers, pretty simple here, just kind of like the Celtics where I think you have to decide between who you, who's your shooting guard going to be for the future. You can't have three of them. I think you have to decide. Moving forward, are we rolling with Joel Embiid as the future or Ben Simmons? They both clog up the paint because Ben Simmons can't shoot. And because of that, they have a weirdly constructed roster. I think for them, they have to decide this year. My goal for them is to trade away either Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons to make their team better. I would say trade away Ben Simmons. That's my take. Keep Joel Embiid with a dislocated finger. Keep him. Dislocated everything. He's always injured. Yeah, but I would say get rid of Ben Simmons because even though, yeah, he's been working on his shot, He's proving that he can, yes, still be a ball handler, but he's not developing in places where he needs to. And so I would send him away because Joel Embiid seems to be expanding his game, expanding his talent because he wants to be better for the team. Ben Simmons is, is complacent. He is At this point, he is what he is. Mm-hmm. And so there's not really an upside to him right now. So send him to a team that needs a Ben Simmons, sure. a primary ball handler, who can't really shoot that well, but a big body to bully whoever, whatever point guard is on him. Or, you know, just, I don't know. Ship him somewhere else, though. Phoenix, Dem, uh, Devin Booker, you're in your fifth year, and you still have not a lot of hope. 
My hope for this team is that they trade for D'Angelo Russell to join up with Devin Booker. Uh, that nice. way you have two scoring options, good friends. Make it happen. See if it works because right now you're going to face a Anthony Davis-esque situation where you where Devin Booker is asking for his way out. you got to do something to keep him around. I say trade for D'Angelo Russell. Okay. I like that. Yeah, the 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 Suns are in a very good spot right now. They got a young a bunch of young guys who aren't really doing much, but they're working with Devin Booker to kind of be better. And I like that. They're not really down in the dumps like the Cavs are with a bunch of young people and Kevin Love's just like I, what the heck. Like they're like they're not good, but they're not trash either. Like they're in that middle spot where they're like we're figuring things out as a team and we're going to do what we can to at least make a playoff push. So I like that. I like where they're at right now. And, of course, they can add a D'Angelo Russell to come in and help. Um, but I, I I actually like where they're sitting at right now. I mean, every team could use help. Even the teams that are at the top, they could still use help. Um, but I like where the Suns are sitting. So I don't really have much for them. Of course, they can still go out and get somebody. But other Fair than enough. that, they're good. They're, they're gelling together, and I like it. Portland Trailblazers, this is my goal for them for the summer. Blow it up. <laughs> blow it up it's it's not working you got two great uh, stars there and Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum you're not going to win a championship I hate to say it it's just time for this team to move on and try something else this is just what it's come down to I think it's time for them to give it up to move those pieces see what you get back and we'll move on from there yeah I wouldn't say necessarily blow it up but I would definitely get rid of CJ McCollum not get rid of in the sense that he's doing bad things for the team. He's just not putting them over the hump. Yeah, he's not putting them over the hump. Get somebody who can come in and kind of put them over the hump. Because CJ McCollum is good trade bait. Like, he, you can get some quality things for CJ McCollum. As a, as a Spurs fan, I would take CJ McCollum. The only thing is we can't give y'all much <laughs> over here. We can't really give you much of anything over in San Antonio. So I don't know if you want anything from us. But CJ McCollum is still a great player, a great sidekick he's not one to take over unless Damian Lillard's having a bad night he can take over but as far as a consistent takeover he's not that guy but he's good he's a good complimentary piece to just about anybody so I would say any team in the NBA would be lucky to have him on the squad it doesn't matter if you have a bunch of guards the Knicks would love to have him because they literally have forwards I'm not saying he would want to go to the Knicks but I'm just saying they need some sure. they need some guards all right we only have a few more teams left we're almost there I Sacramento. Um, my goal for this team is simple. I think it's their goal. It's just to make the playoffs. <laughs> Even just to get in eighth spot. They haven't been to the playoffs in a long time. My goal for them, and I'm sure their goal for themselves, is to make the playoffs this year before the summer. In 2020, make the playoffs. Please, get Buddy Hield some help. I mean, he's got some help, but like, I love watching Buddy Hill play because I watched him back when he played for Oklahoma. And he was like literally the guy, if you needed a bucket, didn't matter what what time was left on the clock, if you needed a bucket, give the ball to Buddy Hill and let him make a play. And he's kind of coming into that fold in the NBA now where he's taking over when he needs to. Boy got a strap like no other. He's if got you, it. If you let him let that thing fly, it's going to fly. Draw up plays for him. Make sure that the ball is in his hand whenever you need a bucket because Buddy Heald is that guy. Lean into they, it, baby. Yes, lean into Buddy Heald as much as possible. That might help right. him make the playoffs. I think so. San Antonio, obviously you have something to say about 
the Spurs win. Uh, I think we need to bring Lonnie Walker's minutes up in San Antonio, maybe to 30 minutes a game. Uh, that way we can, we can see what kind of production he brings because I really like this kid. I think he's super athletic, and if you can bring in the shot with the athleticism, you might find a gym. You just might. I mean, you found that with Kawhi Leonard. Why not? Why not try it out on Lonnie Walker? So that's that's my goal for them is that they up the minutes for Lonnie Walker. Okay. And I agree with you. Another thing is Pop got to go. I love him. It's just it's just one of those things where it's, it's time. Go out on top, champ. Yeah, go out on top. It, we make the playoffs, especially if we make the playoffs this year, which I honestly, in my opinion, don't want us to make the playoffs because I know exactly what's going to happen if we do. We're getting spanked 4-0 by Lakers, somebody, it doesn't matter. But if we make the playoffs this year, it would definitely help help Pop's decision to retire easier sure. because he can retire on top. If he can he, retire on the playoff streak. Yeah, if he if he if we don't make the playoffs, it's gonna I feel like it's gonna want make him want to come back and finish something that he thinks he started when in reality he doesn't have anything left to prove. Dude's already a GOAT. In my book, in True. in everybody's book, if you're a basketball fan, you know you know Pop, you know he is one of the greatest coaches to ever coach basketball, if not the greatest. And so, he has nothing left to prove. Yeah, he's and got one it. of the best sideline interview coaches ever. Ever let Becky Hammond be the first female head coach come in, take over this team, be Gucci. That's she's bold. been Let's sitting. She's been sitting under him for so long. It's about time that she steps up. She knows up. it. She knows it. And she won uh, the G League. Um, thing with our G League team, or, no summer league team. She won a championship with the whole summer league thing they have over there. Whatever she coaches that, and she won with I forgot who it was. So she can coach a team. Let to her a coach dub. the real deal. Yeah, I'd say let her give her a chance. All right, dual goal here. Dual goal here for the Toronto Raptors. Number one, the not as impactful one. Bring out those old school jerseys more. We oh, want we want to see the old school '90s Raptors purple uh, dinosaur looking ones. I I, I want to see them more. It, it makes you look better, and the court mm-hmm. is, is dope. I, I want to see it more. Also, get in the running for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Why not? Why mm. not? What well, you you do a great job at raising up role players around the team. You just need that star, just like you did with Kawhi Leonard. You just need a star there. Get in the running for the mix for him. Go for it. I would say kind of in the same – well, yeah, you can get in the running for Giannis. I would say they need to move on from Kyle Lowry and get another ball handler in there because we've seen what Kyle Lowry does. Okay, Even though, yeah, with Kawhi, he kind of stepped up in the playoffs and all that stuff. That's cool. That's fine. But without him, I don't have much faith in, in, in uh, Kyle Lowry when you need him the most in the playoffs – when the game's on the line, I don't know Even if he's still Even though he guy. was pretty darn good in those finals. Uh-huh. Oh, for sure. He was good. Yeah. But I just, I'm remembering Kyle Lowry of old. Yes. I don't, <laughs> I don't want that. And so I would say move on from him. Find somebody else that can come in and help out that man Pascal Shockham. 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 Because he is amazing right now. Even though he's hurt, he's still doing a fantastic so I would say bring somebody in, let him play with Pascal that's not Kyle Lowry. Sure. My goal for the Utah Jazz this year is that once Mike Connolly comes back, he's been injured for the majority of the year, and even when he was on the floor, 
Utah made a trade for this guy because they don't work in free agency. They don't really get guys in free agency, but they got this dude from a trade, put a lot of hope into Mike Connolly, even at an older age. He did not look good out there. My hope for the Utah Jazz and my goal for them is that they can find a way to integrate him for when the playoffs come, that he is a difference maker and changes their odds of winning a title. Because mm-hmm. Mike Connolly, he's, he can still give you that like, like Ricky Rubio type facilitator but he he scores really well too he and he's a big time shot maker yeah he can make it happen so yeah you need to get you need to get him acclimated back into the team get him ready to make that push because donovan mitchell i don't know what it is about this dude but playoff time he's a whole different person like i don't i don't know what it is he just you want those guys on your team yeah and so my thing for them is to literally get them all on that same mindset as Donovan Mitchell come playoff time because we already know what he's capable of in the playoffs. Even though they they didn't get the job done, we know what he does in the playoffs. Get those guys around him to be on that same mindset, on that same level. I don't know what you got to do. Team building exercises, go out, have fun, do what you got, all play cards. I don't know. Be a team when the playoffs hit because we already know Donovan Mitchell's going off, but everybody else needs to go off alongside him. So get those guys. And we need him to go off consistently in each game, not just some games. Yes. Lastly, the Washington Wizards. Um, Wizards. My my goal for this is pretty similar to Detroit with Blake Griffin, just to be patient, let him rehab, get him back, show that he's still a formidable player, and then trade him away, and you can get more value. The same for this Washington Wizards team. I would like for them next year to get John Wall – back into the rotation, show that he's still a very skilled player, bring his stock up, and then blow this team up, get rid of Bradley Beal and John Wall, trade them away, and then ride the youth movement and start over. Because we know, we've seen this team in the past, they've been in the mix, but this team is not going to make it over the hump. So see what you can get back for John Wall once he gets healthy, and then also Bradley Beal. There will be a lot of takers on Bradley Beal. So let's let's see if you can get anything back for them. Yeah, and in the same vein as that, yeah, John Wall, I don't think he needs to be in the Wizards jersey much longer. He needs to go. But my take or my goal for them is to really make a splash on somebody. Don't try and go for, like, the, the low-key names or, you know, we're in the rebuilding, whatever. You, you can blow it up, but go make some splash, make some noise in the NBA, and s- try and sign someone – big try and sign someone i mean maybe like a Giannis, i don't know but a big name to bring to bring that name back to wiz- to the wizards to bring some some fans back to the wizards it's going to have to be through some, a trade because you have to have a track record of being a good team in order to yeah reel in you know good free agents you do that's just the reality that's why we talk about Giannis to golden state because yeah they have a championship pedig- pedigree mm-hmm. same for toronto I don't see that happening. Washington, Washington doesn't have that, but if they they need someone like it doesn't have to be like next year, but it needs to be at some point in the near future. They got to go after somebody big. Agreed. Be, because they need to bring the fame back to Washington. And John Wall has run his course over there. Bradley Beal has run his course over there. They need someone fresh, someone new to give the fans hope, even if it's only for a little bit. Bring the notoriety back to Washington. Right. 
Hey guys, I appreciate y'all listening. Uh, thank you for supporting this podcast and doing everything that you do. If you have different takes than us, we want to we wanna know. So until, until next time, we will see you guys then and we'll holler at you at a later date. So yeah. see y'all later.